0: What do you mean there's only two days left before Christmas? Where where, where did the time go? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. So let me start by asking this question to my audience. How many of you really are in the Christmas spirit this year? Or are we still kind of like last year in the midst of the pandemic? Are many of you just like pressured and pushed to the max? In other words, it's hard to find the joy of the Christmas season because of all the nonsense going on in the world today. There's so many things competing for your heart, your mind, your soul, and your life. And it's hard to, to put in perspective the things that are important. Well, today in the program on this Thursday edition, by the way, I want to thank Jim Calhoun. He's been helping me out so much with the work that we're trying to get done. I will admit that this project I'm undertaking right now is is one of the bigger things that I've done in, in my life. And at my age, it's not quite as easy as it used to be. So any help that I get from time to time to keep this program going while trying to divide my time and other work has just been just been a huge blessing. So Jim Calhoun, thank you once again. I want to get back to what I'm thinking about. Here we are, just a couple of days before Christmas, and and I'm looking back in my life, and and by the way, in the second part of the program, we're going to share some Christmas memories. We'll look at some news stories in this first half that I think that are very vitally important, and give you a little different perspective, both in um, our secular world and even in our Christian world today. But as I said, for many people, it's getting really hard to get into the Christmas spirit. We have been so beaten up by bad news, worrisome news, even, I'll just come out and say it's some propaganda out there as well, that it's hard to get into that spirit. When you run around with a face covering on all day, matter of fact, I thought it was kind of humorous, that that this doctor that is often on CNN, one of the, you know, fear-mongering type doctors, that has always talked about we must social distance, we must not go anywhere, we must stay home, we must be safe, finally out of her own mouth admitted that these cloth face coverings, she's at least admitted this, are nothing but face decorations. (laughs) In other words, even a doctor on CNN admitted something we have said for a year on this program, over a year, that most face coverings that people wear are worthless they don't help you in either getting or not getting the virus i should say and they do nothing to to stop the spread it is a fiction it is a phony fairy tale we've been told by fauci and company and everybody else that hey you put a mask on and you protect everybody if that worked why would places like, oh I don't know, New York City where they're mandatory have such a case problem? If the vaccines worked as advertised, why would there be such a, a case problem? I mean, if if the vaccines are going to make you bulletproof, in other words, covid-free, that's what we were told back in oh a year ago. Like a year ago, I think this past Monday was when they first started rolling out Uh, the the covid-19 shots here in the united states it's been one year and more people died of covid in 2021 so they tell us than died in 2020 when the pandemic started and doctor after doctor after doctor has reminded us of a couple of facts Over time, viruses mutate, but they generally mutate downward. They become more infectious. In other words, you can get it easier, but your symptoms are extremely mild and in many cases non-existent. But to hear the government fear mongers and the talking robotic heads at MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, (laughs) all of them, all of the mainstream media, the Washington Compost, the New York Slimes, all of them. They want you to live in that abject fear. And everybody must be vaccinated. And like the governor of New York says, you know, God gave us the vaccine. Jesus wants you to take it. Really? Jesus touched lepers? I don't think he cares about a vaccine. There are a lot of things that are just not right. And those are the kind of stories I want to get into right now. And then I'm going to move on, just like I say, some other stories. I'm going to just spend a little time in the first maybe 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes of the program, just kind of talking about the headlines of today. Now, I'll start out with something that happened earlier this week, before President Biden headed off to his real home in, 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 uh, in Delaware. He had a press conference and it went on for about maybe a half hour. And I just want to share just a few little highlights with you and some of my thoughts about what he had to say. But once again, you know, it is the everybody's going to die, get the vaccine, wear a face mask or die and be obedient and and Merry Christmas to you, too. And so, so here is what here's some of what President Biden had to say in his uh, Tuesday press conference.
1: One thing you can and must do while we wait vaccines for children under five.
0: Children don't need this vaccine.
1: Get yourself fully vaccinated and boosted, as well as those around you, your children, your caregivers, your siblings.
0: What is this obsession with vaccinating little children? It's
1: critical to mask up in public indoor places. We know that our youngest children have only rarely been impacted by serious COVID case, uh, COVID-19 cases, but they can be further protected if they're surrounded by vaccinated people.
0: And these vaccines don't stop you from getting or spreading COVID, so, so what's the big push?
1: Again, to folks who are not vaccinated, you might think you're putting only yourself at risk, but it's your choice. Your choice is not just a choice about you affects other people. Wrong. You're putting other people at
0: risk. No, you're not. Your
1: loved ones, your friends, neighbors, strangers you run into. And your choice can be the difference between life or death.
0: Mr. President, if what you say is true, why are vaccinated people getting and spreading COVID-19 even more so than the unvaccinated? The
1: longer the virus is around, the more likely variants form. It may be deadlier than the ones that have come before.
0: Once again, another lie.
1: Let me say again and again and again and again.
0: What's your demand to get vaccinated? Please
1: get vaccinated. It's the only responsible thing to do. Baloney. Those who are not vaccinated are causing hospitals to overrun, become overrun again.
0: Well, the truth is, that's a lie. This spoke to the governor of New York. And she's worse than cuomo
1: COVID 19 hospital means someone with a heart attack cancer or other serious illness may not get that bed and that life-saving care they need in the hospital
0: another lie
1: look let me give it to you straight again
0: mr biden you have been a 50-year career liar you can't speak straight
1: omicron is serious potentially deadly business for unvaccinated people
0: No, South Africa says it's a very mild version that they're treating at home.
1: Let me be clear. Thanks to the prior administration and our scientific community, America is one of the first countries to get the vaccine.
0: The same vaccine you said you would never, never force anybody to take. And Kamala Harris said she would never take. And and Fauci said couldn't be done.
1: Thanks to my administration and the hard work of Americans.
0: Taking credit for something you never did, huh?
1: We led a rollout that made America among the world leaders in getting shots in arms.
0: No, you didn't.
1: But uptake slowed this summer as vaccine resistance among some hard.
0: No, people discovering the real truth.
1: The unvaccinated are responsible for their own choices.
0: That's right. We're responsible for our choices. But
1: those choices have been fueled by dangerous misinformation on cable TV and social media.
0: Now, I want you to, to notice something and, and think on this for a moment. Anytime anybody voices a an opinion that is different than the White House opinion... That is different from the Dr. Fauci opinion, different from the CDC opinion, which, by the way, over the past year, they've been caught in a number of whoppers and lies. They really have. They they've made claims that are false. They've had to backtrack and change. And even the FDA. Now, remember, they did. They pulled the biggest fraud I've ever seen done by that agency in their press conference back this past summer, when they announced that Pfizer's vaccine was, was approved by the FDA. And every mainstream television, radio, publishing outlet, internet outlet, ran with that story. They just ran with it. Pfizer vaccine approved, and everybody started believing it, that there was an approved vaccine that you could get. It was a farce, it was false, it was fake, it was fraudulent. What they did was reprehensible beyond words. They pull off this press conference, and I remember watching this press conference. I logged in on the Zoom conference, and I'm watching this this press conference, and I downloaded as quick as I could find them all the backup material that were handed out to the press. And as I read this stuff which by the way most today, most of today's reporters that come out of these journalism schools they're jerks, they're idiots, they're incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. They just parrot what they're told. They push an ideology. They don't look for factual news. They only look for one thing. Does it fit the cause that I believe? Does it does it proffer the agenda to which I agree? And the truth, forget the truth. People no longer want the truth. Many would rather rather believe the lie. We've talked about that on the program a number of times. People choosing to believe a lie before they will believe the truth. The lie sounds nicer to them. The, the lie fits the agenda for them. So getting back to the fraudulent, as I've mentioned before, it was an absolute smoke and mirror. I mean, this is a bait and switch. You name it, they completely bamfoozled the American people and the media were, were accomplices in this masterful lie. What do they do? They talk about Pfizer's new named drug called Kermanity. Or how do you, you but pronounce it? And everybody ran to the bank, saying that hey, we got a, an approved vaccine. It's FDA tested. It's safe and effective, and it really works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Get you know, get some today. Hurry and get in line before it's all gone. Be the first on your block with the FDA approved Pfizer. And it really wasn't. It was a fraud. They lied to the American people with a smile on their face. And I remember when the press conference was coming to an end, they only took three very carefully selected questions. And then it was, oh, sorry, folks, we've got to run to Lou. Have a nice day from your FDA. Click, and the screen goes blank. Now, one of the listeners to this program got very suspect like i did and a bunch of others there's there's something doesn't smell right it doesn't pass the smell test it's like milk in the refrigerator that's maybe three weeks too old and you kind of unscrew it and ooh, it it knocks you over it just hit us something is wrong because see they kept referring to a document of a letter that was written to pfizer a few weeks earlier but they didn't want to provide that document to you I finally got a peek at it. I don't have it in front of me now and I've misplaced it. it Maybe at our home in Georgia on the computer up there, which means I can't get it. But it was talking about the emergency use authorized version of Pfizer's, you know, Pfizer's stuff and how they were extending the emergency use authorization. See, the new Pfizer Concoction is actually from their European German partner, BioNTech. You know, bio, then the letter N, and tech, BioNTech. And that's where this Kermanity uh, version comes from. And it's the one that is allegedly FDA approved, or supposedly that's what they're claiming in the documents. And somehow they were able to go through all those documents in just a matter of a few months and approve the drug. And say that it's safe and effective, even though there's a lot of trials missing. But they're saying this one is safe and effective. And when the press decides to ask the question, uh, can we see the uh, the documentation of how you approved this wonderful vaccine so quickly? They're saying it's going to take 76 years to to release the documentation. They could review it in less than 90 days, but they can't. They can't give it to the public for like over the next 76 years. You know that they are lying to you. You know they do not want you to know the truth because if they did, they could find a way to release these rather quickly. But once again, the lies and the smoke and mirror game continue. See, the approved Pfizer vaccine, you can't get it, it's not available. When you go into your local Walmart or Walgreens or any place you can choose to either get Moderna uh, or you can get the Pfizer, and I think you can still get the J&J, Johnson & Johnson, you're not getting the FDA approved. See, if you did, if you got the approved one, you would have a right to sue the manufacturer if something goes wrong. But as long as you willingly take and you're you've been deceived enough to believe that Pfizer's approved and you just sign your name without reading the paperwork, you're still waiving any and all rights if something goes wrong. If you have blood clots, if you have a stroke, if you have any of these, you know, if you listen, if these vaccines were advertised on television, you ever watch TV, I don't care if it's Fox News or doesn't matter who it is. Uh, cnn or even newsmax when they when they advertise a drug that'll cure this problem or actually control they never cure if you ever notice the new pharmaceutical model is we don't cure we need customers so you take this stuff forever if your blood pressure is high take this forever If you have high cholesterol, take this forever, even though it may damage your, it may ruin your liver. But I digress. All these drugs you need to take for a lifetime, then they have to give you the warnings. And with the wonderful little pictures and the music being so happy, happy underneath, they they rattle off a list of things that'll make you dead or cripple you, or destroy you, or give you a heart attack, and then just die. But you still need to take Placebo X today to cure whatever it is that they're telling you you need to be cured for the rest of your life. So talk to your doctor. Now, if we had to advertise the side effects of these vaccines, you couldn't fit them in a 60-second commercial. There have been too many, including death. And then we have all of this nonsense about, you know, these variants are going to kill the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated, you know, they're the they're the pushers of the pandemic. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, which is a bunch of baloney. Look in Europe, look in Israel, look everywhere where the vaccines have been rolled out and you have extremely high compliance it is the vaccinated that are coming down with the variant. It is the vaccinated that are ending up in the hospital. Now, thankfully, with this variant, there's something that they discovered in South Africa where they first really noted it. Once again, as, as we have learned in history, as we've learned over the decades, there's something you need to know. Viruses tend to naturally mutate to work around the immune system. Inevitably, they become more contagious, but they also become milder. We're learning with the Omicron variant. Sounds really scary, doesn't it? Omicron, like Decepticon. Omicron. We're learning something about it. Most cases are very mild, extremely mild. I think they recorded, what, one death, allegedly, here in the United States, a guy in his 50s, but they did have to admit he had many other underlying health issues. Kind of reminds me of the first COVID death in a county I was working in. The guy had been in and out of the hospital for years, four-pack-a-day smoker obese and an alcoholic and of course when he died he died of the virus of course of course he died of the virus that's what they wanted you to believe so I sometimes am suspect about some of these people that supposedly die of the virus now I know if you don't treat COVID especially the stronger variants we've had in the past if you don't properly treat you can really do some damage to your health and it seems that the Food and Death Administration, commonly known as the FDA and the CDC, they have this morbid desire to make sure you can't, you can't find a cure. You must take the vaccine that doesn't cure it, that doesn't stop the spread, doesn't stop you from getting it. Uh, then I don't know what it does, except it, it, it damages your immune system over time. The list of side effects of these vaccines is scary. And this obsession with so many dictators in this world, real, honest-to-goodness, satanic dictators to demand that you put this garbage in you in your body. And, and after they told you last December and in January that get your two-and-be-done or your one-and-done, J&J, and then you'll be bulletproof, rip off your mask, and be free again. Freedom. And how fast they took it away. Get double vaccinated and take off your your face mask. You don't need it. Of course, we know the face mask was useless to begin with. And now even some on CNN are saying it that a cloth face mask is just pure face decoration. She's actually right. I mean, for for once, someone at CNN gets it right. And some of the paper ones are no better. I remember seeing a video they try to they try to equate a bacteria with with a virus and a bacteria is like a thousand times bigger. And yes, maybe a face mask designed for that purpose will help, but it's not doing anything in terms of the spread of a virus. Oxford University decided to do a big study on it. I think they were hoping to convince the world to to diaper, put a diaper on your face forever. You got you actually have some health people that thinking that we ought to always wear face coverings for the rest of our lives when we're outdoors or shopping for it's for our health of course. There are retrobate minds out there that literally believe that we should wear a face mask for the rest of our lives anytime we're outdoors or meeting with other people outside of our immediate family. That's a scary thought. But that's how the reprobate mind thinks. That's how the Satanist thinks, to control you, to shame you, to to keep you afraid and in fear. They give you the fear, then they give you the, the cure. And in this case, I believe the cure is going to end up being worse than the virus over time. You know, they try to imply we've had the Delta variant, this variant, the Omega variant, and, you know, half a dozen or so others. But in reality, I ran across this one little quiet news story, and it was, a, it was actually originally in the Lancet for quite a while before they had political pressure to pull it down, from some really good doctors that explain this is ridiculous and i'd heard this from another doctor as well that laughed when i talked about the 20 variants he said there's been millions of variants that's what they do naturally that's what a virus does it constantly mutates over time every once in a rare moon you get one that's a little bit more uh, has more shall we say symptoms but that's highly rare he said there have been millions of them out there over the past almost two years. It's what a virus does. A virus will do what a virus does. And I remember it's this guy named Alex Berenson. I read him quite a bit. He used to be a reporter at the New York Times till he started questioning the COVID narrative. Then he got fired, of course. And Twitter banned him. See, they banned him when he said that the, uh, just so you know, the vaccines do not stop the spread of COVID-19. You can be fully vaccinated and spread it to others and for that criminal offense of denying the proper narrative. He was banished from Twitter for passing along like Biden said at the end of that uh, little little diatribe of his. Can you imagine having to listen to the full 25 minutes of him going on and on about get the vaccine, get the vaccine. And he pointed that out, and for that it was called misinformation, false information, fake information. Thankfully, Alex Berenson is suing Twitter, and I hope that he wins, and I think that he might. There's some people that are concerned about that lawsuit, because if he does win, it's a house of cards then for the entire social media, uh, shall we say, Nazis that are out there trying to control what you're allowed to think and say and believe. And I hope that they get the say the wind knocked out of him in this one, because Alex was right, as he states in his lawsuit. When I said it, we already knew it. It was scientific. And I'm saying it today. It's still true today as it was before. Okay, that's enough about the virus for now. We can get back to that maybe maybe next week or somewhere down the road. I think we've heard enough. We're two days out from Christmas, and I think that we need to to kind of move on, except for one little story. You know, in New York State, Governor Hochul, she's going to be she's a piece of work. She makes Andrew Cuomo actually look more desirable. And their legislatures are they're thinking about doing the insanity of Australia. Maybe they need a covid camp. Maybe if you're if you got covid, they need to put you in a camp. They need to isolate you and then they need to have the right to force vaccinate you. That's what they're talking about in New York State. Now, as crazy as it sounds, you got some real crazy people especially in the New York City area. Look no farther and look no farther than the mayor of New York City, De Blasio. What a piece of work. What a total reprobate. What a danger to society what a mental basket case that man that man is is just despicable and it's from that mindset you have people thinking that they they need to have this right that if they think you've got the sniffles i mentioned the other day some you know infant school put some four-year-old in a in an outdoor shed because he had the sniffles oh my god he may have covid he may kill us all And what happened? He didn't have COVID at all, just had the sniffles. So it it just shows the insanity that we have today. We can't even think rationally any longer. And so you got people in New York saying we need quarantine camps. We need concentration camps for COVID in New York State. Something tells me there are parts of upstate New York where that ain't going to happen. But we'll see. And hopefully there'll be enough pressure placed upon those that are even beginning to back this nutty legislation just to get rid of it i mean it it, let it it never make it through the 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 next session all right moving right along i think you'll find this story kind of fascinating since about thanksgiving most people especially here in the united states probably canada and, and elsewhere on the radio there's all kinds of what they call holiday music or christmas music but mostly it's considered holiday music the secular radio stations they, they they kind of avoid calling it christmas for whatever reason i guess they don't want to offend uh non-christians now it was about i think maybe two three weeks ago maybe three weeks ago my wife and i stopped at this little restaurant not far from where we live here in Florida, we need to get something to eat. We were just trying to get a lot of errands done, and they had a radio station on. You could hear it inside the restaurant, and the radio station I, I kind of recognized it. It was one of the stations owned by a company called iHeart. Used to be known as Clear Channel, but it's known as iHeart Radio. I think they got like over a thousand radio stations across the United States. And in the half hour, we were listening roughly maybe a little bit more in that restaurant. We never heard any kind of music really talking about the idea of Jesus Christ born in Bethlehem. The Savior, it was kind of obscured. Instead, we heard songs like Last Christmas by a group called Wham. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And I've heard that one too many times. Andy Williams, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Silver bells, Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, Of course, the Bruce Springteen rendition and Santa Baby by Madonna. As I said, secular radio and TV and podcasting and what have you, the music is always styled and called holiday music. They really want to avoid any mention of Jesus Christ, Bethlehem or Christ's mission on this earth and if it happens it's kind of accidental we don't make a big deal out of it um i even find some of the music on many christian radio stations and even some of the churches this time of the year a little bit questionable now there's one song that it's found its way onto both secular and christian radio stations that i find really disturbing and maybe you didn't understand this until now but listen carefully the song is leonard cohen's hallelujah how many people have heard that one? Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Now, while the song sounds a bit religious, it is absolutely not a religious or Christian song. And I don't know why they're playing it on radio at Christmas time. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It's basically a secular song with some religious imagery splattered in. Now, now here are some of the lyrics from that particular song that should be very troubling to any Christian and even any church that has used this particular this particular song. I think this is like the third or fourth verse. Maybe there's a God above, but all I ever learned from love was how to shoot someone who outdrew you. It's no complaint you hear tonight. It's not some pilgrim who's seen the light. It's a cold and it's a lonely, hallelujah. Now, what does that have to do with Christmas? What does that have to do with the Christian message? He gets a lot of airtime. Gets a lot of airtime. The song is really, supposedly, about, well, uh, a love that went wrong. And if if you read the whole thing, it's a song about lust and adultery. Yeah, it is. And I, I don't know how, but somehow that now is considered a holiday and Christmas song. Doesn't make any air doesn't make any sense. Now there's another song that gets some airtime on Christian radio stations and even in a lot of churches, and every once in a while you even hear it on a secular station. And it's Mary Did You Know. Now it's a nice song. I have no particular problem with it, but it is a little bit theologically inaccurate. The truth is that Mary knew completely. We find find that in the first chapter of Luke. If you begin reading at verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And then he goes on to explain to her that fear not, you found favor with god behold you'll conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son his name shall be called jesus he shall be great he shall be called the son of the highest and the lord shall give unto him the throne of his father david and he shall reign over the house of jacob forever and for his kingdom there shall be no end so the bottom line is mary knew she knew completely so maybe it's a rhetorical question, but you know, just but but that song kind of got altered the other day. There's a United Methodist pastor who sang a reworked rendition of the popular song, Mary Did You Know, to his congregation. His name is Dwayne Anders. Dwayne Anders, he's the senior pastor of the Cathedral of the Rockies. Which is a multi-campus United Methodist Church congregation in Boise, Idaho, and he he sang his reworked rendition this past Sunday, and sounding more like too many of today's watered down mainline churches, he was preaching a sermon about being a social justice warrior, which I consider a cult. This social justice warrior stuff in a church—it's a cult that an evangelical or Bible-believing Christian needs to avoid. And so he's preaching this sermon on how Mary is, now ready for this, ultimately responsible for the salvation of the world because she brings forth Jesus. And what he was trying to equate was she's responsible for the salvation of the world, which he called liberation from oppression. Not the oppression of sin, but, you know, the social justice type. And he broke out into song, and this is what it sounded like.
2: Mary, did you know that your lullaby would stir your own child's passion? Mary, did you know that your life inspires the work of liberation? Did you know... That your jubilee is hope within the heart of all who dream of justice,
0: who yearn for it to start. It is sad that we have such a ineffective, watered-down, no longer Bible-believing, Bible-holding church body. They pick and choose what they want to believe, especially out of the New Testament. Anything that refers to sin is eliminated because too many of these churches are busy celebrating your sin, not, not asking God to forgive your sin because of the merits of Jesus Christ who, that's why he was born in Bethlehem, just so you know, he came into this world in a humble way to become the Lamb of God, to take away the sins of the world not to come and celebrate your sin. Whenever Jesus healed somebody, he also threw in those words, go and sin no more. How many times did he urge people to walk away from their sin, to repent and sin no more? Quite a bit. See, today, instead of a savior, too many churches are selling this heresy of liberation theology, Now, in the church where I just played uh, this pastor singing, this warped version of Mary, Did You Know? I noticed when I I looked at the video and some other material, the pastor proudly displays his oneness with the gay pride movement. He has a rainbow-colored cord that holds his cross when he wears his vestment. His social media... Displays his preferred pronouns of he, him, and his, and he does this to show solidarity with this with the transgender movement. That this insanity of transgender is something pretty recent, and little children being told you can choose to be a boy or girl if you're a girl or a boy is insanity, and and, and giving them puberty blocking drugs and and. It's insane. This is the kind of insanity. You think COVID-19 is crazy. Transgenderism is total satanically inspired insanity. And this pastor, like many of these other woke pastors of the day, they believe abortion is great health care that should be paid for by government, and they consider it a God-given right to kill the child in the womb. Gee, could Mary kill the child in her womb (laughs) after what the angel said? I guess that's her right. According to this pastor, abortion is a a God-given right. And it's health care. All at the same time. And and that same pastor also believes, because I've seen some of his postings, that the government has every right to force you, even at gunpoint, to be vaccinated with this experimental concoction. In other words, this pastor, Dwayne Anders, is a reprobate who preaches another gospel that is not the gospel. St. Paul made it clear. Those that preach another gospel, it's an anathema. They're to be shunned. They are despicable. Leave them. Get out of those churches and do not touch the unclean thing. Listen, we got a break coming up here. Running way late. On the other side, we're going to share a few Christmas memories and maybe start getting our minds away from all the bad news of the day. I still need to know, from as many of you as possible, how do you listen to the program? Are you listening on, on radio, shortwave radio, domestic radio? Send me an email. Bob at truth2ponder.com. I'm not building an email list, so I'm not going to be sending you a bunch of stuff. Just tell me what station you listen to, what time, and roughly where you live. That would be a great help. And as we get ready to close out the month, the year, let alone the month, we need to make some decisions and also uh, pay the airtime bills that are coming due. And our mailing address, if you can help us financially make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, send it to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. Once again, check payable to Ancient Word Radio, mail to Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview, Florida, 32536. By the way, you can even support us from the website, which is Truth. The number two ponder.com. This
2: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The mystery of Bethlehem. Shalom Lechem. This is a nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection. And get a pen ready to receive a special free gift you're going to love in a moment. Now, Bethlehem. In Hebrew, it's really two words, Beit and Lechem. Beit means house, and Lechem means bread. So, Beit Lechem, Bethlehem means the house of bread. What more appropriate name for the place where the bread of heaven came to this world? Bethlehem is the place where the bread of life is given. So what's the bread of life mean? Well, it means it's that which we need more than anything else. So if you needed money, then the shepherds would have found coins in Bethlehem. If you needed philosophy, they would have found the teachings of learned men in Bethlehem. If you needed possessions, they would have found treasures there. If you needed marriage, they would have found their shepherdesses there. If you needed religion, they would have found a service going on there. If you needed worldly success and fame, they would have found self-help books. If you needed pleasures or alcohol or drugs, they would have had them all in Bethlehem because Bethlehem is what you need. But these things they didn't find because none of these things are what you need most. If they were, God would have certainly given them to us in Bethlehem. Instead, they found a baby, a person. They didn't even find his teachings or miracles or words. They just found him because what you need more than anything is him. Not a philosophy, but a person him. You know, and if you needed him plus other things, he would have come with riches and accompaniments and other things, but he came naked. You want to be full? You want all your needs to be met? Then turn away from seeking all the other things and come back to Beit Lechem, the house of bread, because there you're going to find the bread of life. It's not a thing or an idea, but him alone, because God would only give you what you need most. And he gave you Jesus. He is all you need and the only thing that fills the house of bread. Want more? Ask for the house of bread now. The free gift for you, the mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it, and sapphires with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Special teachings and updates on Israel, world events, and prophecy, and the secrets of strength and victory for every day of your life. So how do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. It's all you do. You just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be blessed. But call now, 1-800-YES-HUA-1. Now I invite you to join with me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation Israel and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct to The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, in Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well... Until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Alechem, Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Lechem Chaim, the bread of life.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman.
3: Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem. Shining far through shadows dim Giving the light for those who long have gone Guiding the wise men on their way Unto the place where Jesus lay Oh beautiful star Bethlehem Shine on
0: And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Can you believe that tomorrow is Christmas Eve and then in just a couple of days, it's Christmas Day? Where did it all, where did the time go? I want to spend this segment talking more about Christmas memories. Hey, tomorrow is Tomorrow's Christmas Eve, and and Saturday, it's going to be Christmas Day. And enough of the news. I want to get away from it. I want to have some Christmas memories to share with you. And maybe this will make you think of a few of your own. Now, that song, I was just playing to come back to the program. Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. Now, I'll admit, growing up as a young child, I had never heard that song that I can remember I guess growing up on Long Island in New York, I was not used to, shall we say, southern gospel-style quartet music. And that particular song was written way back when in 1938 by a guy by the name of R. Fisher Boyce. And, and he, was, uh, he wrote it while sitting in a Tennessee milk barn. Spent a lot of time on the farm and also sang in some quartets. And he wrote that song, The Beautiful Star of Bethlehem, while the family was living on a dairy farm. He couldn't concentrate in the house because of all the noise made by his children, so he walked across the road to the barn to find some solitude and peace so he could write that song, Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. Now, the first time I I really remember hearing this particular song was probably in hmm, Christmas season 1975. I had gone to work at a radio station in a small town in in Toccoa, Georgia. And it was a culture shock. A guy that had spent his radio career primarily in the North and thought, remember, I'm the guy that was going to be the big-time disc jockey working, starting out at a little radio station in a small town in upstate New York, from there to a mid-sized town. Like a Binghamton, then off to a Rochester, and then maybe Cleveland, uh, maybe Chicago. Hey, I was going to, that was my goal. Funny how those plans get changed over time. And as much as I love the radio business, I never did achieve that kind of, quote, stardom. And it was probably just as well that it didn't work out that way. I found myself more content in the work that I actually did. Christmas 1975, I'm working at this little radio station, WLET, with the call letters to Coa, Georgia. And AM and FM, and the AM side played a lot of country and gospel music. And so that was the first time I'd ever heard that particular song, O oh Beautiful Star of Bethlehem, Shine On. And it kind of grew on me. I'd gotten married just before that summer, just in that summer, to a local girl from Tacoma, And I, that was my first Christmas away from home, believe it or not. Prior to that time, all my life, I had had Christmas pretty much at home or with my grandparents. But see, that particular Christmas, 1975, newlywed, living in another state, really not able to travel because I actually had to work on Christmas morning. Which was typical for a radio announcer back at that time. We didn't get Christmas Day off. Unless it happened to fall on your normal day off. And and I can remember as we got close to Christmas playing the Christmas music. And a lot of this southern gospel style Christmas music. And I really learned to like it. And and I I can remember getting near Christmas Eve. I had to work. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. That's just how it was back in those days. And and I remember putting up our first Christmas tree and buying my first Christmas gifts for a spouse. And, of course, like most men, I made a huge mistake. I, I bought an appliance. <laughs> and the men, you, if, if you're married, you know, you probably made that mistake, too, somewhere along the way for a birthday or Christmas. You bought her an appliance. Unless she really wanted one, you don't do that. Learned that very quickly in my first year of marriage. But I think back also to my childhood and what Christmas was like for me, especially from my elementary school years. I was was very blessed to be allowed and permitted to go to a parochial Christian school growing up that had an outstanding music program in the church to which the school was a part. Trinity Lutheran, a very conservative Missouri Synod Church in Hicksville, Long Island. And with a wonderful organist and choir uh, choir choirmaster by the name of Chip Bone and his wife, who, who assisted quite a bit. And I can remember those weeks, even as a really young child. I'm saying, you know, from the time that I was in first, second, third grade, fifth grade, before the voice cracked a little bit and started to change. We did a lot of rehearsals before Christmas for our services for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and we had multiple choirs, and we had like five services on a Sunday, and I think like three or four on Christmas, and even Christmas Eve. Remember, that's back in the days when people would go to church. Nowadays, a lot of churches, you know, no, we're not going to come Christmas Day. No, nobody wants to go anymore. It's a family time kind of thing. In other words, we've, we've made it second or even in the churches. But I can remember many, many a Christmas Eve. After we would finish church on Christmas Eve at our church, I had been invited to be a part of a choir at another church in another part of Long Island, a really big cathedral-sized church and one of my jobs was i was a boy soprano with a pretty powerful voice way back when in that time now this may not be exactly the same rendition or the way we sang it but it's pretty close one of my most important things that i did was sing the descant that high note the high part on that beautiful inspirational christmas carol silent night from long, cold Christmas Eve nights, going from church to church, and even later years, Christmas caroling for those that were shut in. Those are a part of my, my best Christmas memories. The music of that time of the year is so much a part of who I am today. Today, in this noisy world of confusion, This noisy world of fear, we need to find that peace of God which passes all human understanding that came to us in that child in the city of Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. Because, see, in him is where you're going to find peace on this earth. You're not going to find peace at the ballot box. You're not going to find peace in government. You're not going to find peace in the hearts of many people. Only, only in Jesus Christ, our Lord. What kind of Christmas memories do you have? Mine are basically music, family, and Lionel trains. That's what stands out in my mind from my childhood. And do I miss those days? You bet I do. Especially in times like these, as that As that gospel song said in the 1940s, in times like these, we need a Savior. The world needs both the child of Bethlehem and the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, more today than I can remember in my lifetime in such a confused world with so many dangers that face all of us. Now tomorrow... Tomorrow I'm going to have a very special program for Christmas Eve and, and for those that listen to a different weekend edition you'll be hearing uh, another program as well. I want to share some more Christmas memories and music and bring back the joy of Christmas to you tomorrow and I hope that you will listen to the very special broadcast. Before we close our program for today I want to ask you just a couple of things. Number one would you let me know how you listen to this radio program? If you listen as a podcast, let me know. And, and also how do you listen from the website or from maybe iTunes or somewhere else? These things are really helpful for me. If I'm going to expand the podcasting, I need to rethink a few things there and I'm looking and I just need to know, is it really worth the effort? Also, if you listen on radio, let me know how you listen on radio, what station, what frequency, you know, where you live. You know, basically, like I live in Ontario, Canada, or I live in near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or something like that. And you can send me a direct email, Bob at truth, the two ponder.com. And if you can help us meet our, our airtime costs for the month of January, consider mailing a gift made payable to Ancient Word Radio, mail to truth to Ponder. 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 The City Crestview Crestview, Florida and the zip code 32536 32536 This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman To find out more visit our website Truth